0: I'm going to Pukakaloti Pachalam, Puram, 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 Sarvadeva Puram, one should know. got oh, the translation set up? Uh... <laughs> as myself and never disrespect him in any way, one should not envy him thinking him an ordinary man for he is the representative of all the demigods. or or put in side mode is <laughs> more <laughs> 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 this verse appears in chandramala 146 grace <laughs> says here this verse appears in chaitanya china 146. Adyalila 1.46. Śrīla Prabhupāda has commented on this verse as follows. And every paragraph has a quotation mark all the way through, to the very end. <coughs> so this is Prabhupāda's own writing. One, the first, most important thing for everybody in spiritual life is to uh, be connected to the bona fide discipline succession. The first thing is we should understand how. Great. This Divine Grace A.C. Bhaktivedanta Swami Prabhupada is. Asura Prabhupada has presented this very complicated, elevated, confidential information about Guru and Guru Tattwa in a very simple, clear way. That was Prabhupada's speciality, he would be able to present elevated spiritual concepts in a very easy to understand, succinct manner, clear, like the mineral water. That's to the Prabhupada's wonderful quality. I remember in South India there was uh, some Gyanagya-gita, Gyanagya going on by one sannyasi and so many people were coming out from the lecture. So when the Lordy happened to be passing by, met a friend, Oh! You know, it was a friend of the temple, donor, life member or something. What's happening? Oh no, I was at the Gita Galing again. So how was it? What did Swamiji say? At first he said, well, how was it? Oh, it was fantastic Swamiji, such a great speaker, it was wonderful, wonderful. What did Swamiji say? Then the, the friend said, what did he say? <laughs> I am an ordinary person, how can I understand what a great Swamiji said? <laughs> I can't understand anything he said, but it really sounded wonderful. <laughs> Usually people speak in such a way that it sounds very intellectual. Nobody can figure out what they're talking about. Vaisal Prabhupada, he brought the science of sensible to us. We could understand even foreigners who didn't have any previous contact with Vedic culture, they could understand. What to speak of uh, the Indians, for them I'm sure it's easier to understand. So we're trying to encourage is that Prabhupada, you read this definitions of what an acharya is. First of all, he was a great acharya. He lived by the Vedas, he taught the Vedas. He practiced the Vedic knowledge. He could explain it and easily Understandable way. In so many ways, whatever the definition here of an Acharya, he was a great Acharya. So, what we're trying to encourage is that everyone should first really be committed to wanting to serve Srila Prabhupada's movement in search of the Prabhupada. And Prabhupada has many followers. Prabhupada had a vision of a worldwide movement which would be in all the fulfilling the prediction of Lord Chaitanya to spread Krishna consciousness in every town and village around the world. Prachivite akshe jhatanagaradigram, savar, savantupacarite pavimimoranam. That's in Bengali, you have to translate that in English now. <laughs> so, so, in every town, village of the whole world, my holy name will be sung. So, Prabhupada did his best to bring Krishna consciousness to every town and village. At least He brought to all the continents, most of the countries. But He left some work for all of you and all of us to bring Krishna to more people. There's still a few villages left in India and want to speak of other places. So we're trying to reach now to the last every village. So, by you being Krishna conscious here, later when you go home to your village, some of the villages are Bangalore, Calcutta, Mumbai, Chennai, Tiruvannamalai, Chichur, Balgad, so many other places, but some are actually villages too, some people live in small places, towns, villages. In one sense, by our propagation here, we are hopeful that this will spread to many, many places in the world. Some people migrate to Canada, to Australia, to other places from here, and when they go, they also bring this message with them. In the Middle East, uh, one couple went uh, to Toronto. They set up six Bhakti Mishra groups. They're already one of the council members on the temple council. So, we hope that the devotees, they can, they, here we know, we can, they can get the mercy of God, But You know that by being a devotee and practicing in a country like this, where It's a bit difficult, you can get up to a thousand times more benefit. So with the risk factors you get extra bonus benefit. First of all, some people look who is my guru or what I should do. The first thing is to be committed that I will follow Shiva Prabhupada. His Divine Grace, Om Vishnupada, Asthu Therasatha Sushi Madh, Avay Charan Bhaktivedanta Swami Prabhupada. You see, here Prabhupada comes in a line of masters His Guru, His Param Guru, His Guru's Guru's Guru, and know, until Lord Chaitanya, until Lord Vyasa Deva, Madhvacharya, Vyasa So connect with the parampara, that's the first thing in this time. There are many sampradayas. there are many groups. But it was really Sri Prabhupāda that brought us bhakti-yoga. Or the comments from Opaakī, Jai, Opaakī, Jai, Opaakī, Jai. Then, <coughs> you can't say that, okay, that Prabhupāda has his different followers. Which follower inspires you? Which of his followers is giving you that determination, dedication to the information which you can also clearly understand. That's each disciple's decision who they want to take. But first we decide the parampara, then we the the, the sampradaya, then we decide okay Prabhupada his system. Any one of his disciples can potentially, and potentially, followers can potentially be a guru. When somebody in this common is recognized as a guru, that doesn't mean that you shouldn't test them and you shouldn't be sure yourself. Because they're just authorized that, okay, you can perform this service. There's no like PhD they have to go through or there's no... Ready. There's a ready the minor uh, aggregation that they've been following for ten years. They've been at least, maybe even much more. But then they know that they know the basic philosophy up to a certain level. They preach in a way nobody's found anything unusual about their preaching. So, so, there's no major objection came up because we let it that everyone has the right to be a guru if they have the basic qualification. Now after that you have to decide which is your guru. Which follower of Prabhupada, you want to serve. The idea of being a disciple is I want to serve Krishna through the guru parampara. If we don't serve Krishna through so the simple succession, we're not going to make advancement very quickly. Prabhupada described that this Anat and Sonat. Someone who doesn't have a uh, parent is called onat, or the orphan, no protector. So not having a guru is like, I have no protection. If I go up, nobody cares, nobody guides me, nobody tells me, I don't have anyone I can go to. So we need to take shelter of a bona fide spiritual master. If we have any doubts or any questions, then we clarify from you someone who takes responsibility. up here, he explains that just like uh, children need a parent, devotees need the loving care of a spiritual master. And Jiva Goswami said that if someone doesn't find someone they see as a acharya, kind of, and if they find someone they see like in Acharya, who is very merciful, then, he, then, then serve Krishna through that person, but we should always be in the mood of servant of the servant of Krishna. You never I am a devotee of Krishna, I serve Krishna directly, I don't mean a guru. That's not the attitude. That's considered offensive. We need to always serve Krishna through his devotees. <laughs> Even Lord Chaitanya, when he was asked, who are you? He said, you dasa, 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 And the servant of the servant, of the servant, of the servant, on, of Lord Krishna, who is the husband of the devotees. That's our principle. We're the servant of the servant of the servant, serving to the disciple succession. <coughs> was one great acharya. But initially he didn't have a guru. He was a uh, son of a devotee. He decided he'd go to Jagannath Puri from Bengal five hundred years ago to meet Lord Chaitanya. And he would take initiation and he would learn the Srimad Bhagavatam. His name was Srinivas. Uh, Srinivas Das. Maybe somebody here has a name, Srinivas also, a common name in India. He? he got to Jagannath Puri, so there was a big festival going on, he said, what's happening? No, you don't know, Lord Chaitanya left the world yesterday, today's the festival. You can't believe it. he's been walking for over a month, whole life he's waiting for the day to meet Lord Chaitanya. His father was a very ardent disciple and devotee of Lord Chaitanya, but he had somehow delayed and he didn't go earlier and now he reached there and Lord Chaitanya was gone. So he pulled his hair and he was like, man, no, 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 no! Who is going to teach me the Bhagavatam? How will I learn the science? No. And he thought I should, maybe he should commit suicide. What's the use of living? His whole life was a waste. The Lord Chaitanya appeared to him in a vision and told them, you can't take your life because your life belongs to me. So don't think about this. Yes. You go to see Gadadhar Prabhu and he will guide you, he'll help you. So one of the here, here is Lord Chaitanya. This side is Thinanda, Dvaita. The other side is Gadadhar and then Shiva. So Gadadhar Prabhu, he was staying in Jagannath Puri then. He said to be the incarnation of Radharani. So he went to see Radha Prabhu. And Radha Prabhu, because he just, the time Chaitanya left, he was crying and he was in separation. He wasn't seeing anybody, but when he heard the name Shrinivas, he said, okay, send him in. Because he had heard that Shrinivas was going to be the future hope for the disciple's succession. He was going to be an important servant of Lord Chaitanya. So he brought uh, Srinivas, came in, paid his obeisances, said, I, I want to learn from you the Srimad Bhagavatam, I want to be your disciple. And he said, well, I can teach you the Srimad Bhagavatam, but my Srimad Bhagavatam is spoiled. And he showed that the updates of five hundred years ago, Bhagavatam is handwritten on uh, this palm leaf. And the ink was not the waterproof ink. It was not ballpoint. It was written by some pluma or some feather or something. So, when they were, so when we read the Srimad Bhagavatam, we get so ecstatic and love for Krishna, we cannot help but to cry and see the whole, the, the words are washed away by their tears. There's so much love when they would read the Bhagavatam. We read, I didn't, I know, none of us were crying. You know. The of this paper also is quite waterproof—not fully, but somewhat. But they were so much in love with Krishna that by reading, they couldn't help but cry. So so much of the Bhagavatam was washed out that they couldn't study it anymore. So the Sri so saw, go back to Bengal and get some pundits to copy a new Bhagavatam, eighteen thousand verses those days you wanted to get a book here to get someone to sit there and copy it, from the original. Buying a book was a big deal. Not like you now on internet you can, uh, you know, anywhere you can get some book. So then he took the blessings of Kadatha to Prabhu and then he went back to Bengal, got the Bhagavatam written Packed it up in his. How were they packing up? And then again he walked back down the Jagannath Buri. When he got there, there was a big festival going on. He said, What's the festival? You don't know. Did I have Pandit left last night? No, no. Don't tell me that. No, no. Who's going to teach me that Sivan Bhagavatam was my I don't know why well, you're laughing. He was crying. He was devastated. Didn't know what to do. Again, he was like, he really wanted. And I, bet I maybe I can't dramatize this properly, but uh, he was really upset. I mean, really, really devastated. Then. He was told to go back to Bengal, another vision of Gadara has to go back. There you'll find the, was the who Prabhu, he can help you. He went back to Bengal, walking again. He got there, then he found The Prabhu had gone, left the world. After Lord Chaitanya, everyone's going back, going back to the spiritual world, not anybody's staying back. So, again he was devastated. This time someone came said, Are see he, he said, Sita, I mean, uh, Takurani, she wants to see you. Takurani, the widow of Lord Chaitanya, Vishnu Priya. So he went and paid his obeisances, and there in the house of where Lord Chaitanya grew up and lived. And there, uh, Vishnu Priya, she was uh, fasting, just taking, and like every time she would chant Hare Krishna, she would take one grain of rice. That many grains of rice she would eat in a day. How much you can chant? How much? So, she's very thin, and she wasn't caring for her beauty, for her personal upkeep of her hair or anything, she was very much in separation of uh, her divine husband, Lord Chaitanya. But then, and even then, Srinivas could see that she was the most beautiful woman he had ever seen. She was definitely, she was a Lakshmi. she was out of this world. She was playing this pastime. She paid his obeisances, prostrate. She said, I'm not seeing anybody. No. But last night, in my dream, Lord Chaitanya came and told me you were coming, that I should, uh, you're going to do some important service for him, that I should tell you to go to Vrindavan, and there Rupan Sanatan Goswami can help you. she explained how Lord Chaitanya sat next to me. With his arm around me, he told me "A Srinivas is coming to give him the blessing. It's like this: Srinivas was getting a lot of encouragement, but he wasn't getting a guru. This time, Ramada, if he met many devotees, then he went off to Vrindavan. Vrindavan a long way. Those days you had to walk alongside the Ganges. By train it's uh, 1,400 kilometers from Howrah station to Delhi. Vrindavan's 100 before that, so. But walking, you know, along the side of the Ganges, maybe 2000, I don't know how long it's a long way. The Ganges doesn't go like this, it's moving. Anyway, 1,500 plus, something like that. How many of you have walked 1,500 kilometers? Mm -hmm. We fly it, we all got here by flying. It's like walking from Mumbai to Dubai. Right? So, excuse me. Anyway, he went off again after getting many blessings from Vaishnava. Went to Vrindavan. There in Vrindavan, he was taking a bath in uh, uh, Akura's Kundak. And he overheard some Brahmanas walking by. No, Vrindavan isn't the same anymore. Yes, since Rupan Sanatan left, it just isn't the same ran out, you know, this was his gamusha. What did he say? Ruben Sanatan left. Don't tell me yet. I... Yes, having a festival now in Radha Temple. They're gone. They both left the world.
1: No,
0: no! No! No, no! He <laughs> we was running and he's we... When he got to the temple, he really, they told him he's not gone. He just collapsed in the back. It was like, too much. Where to go from here? Everywhere he was going, everyone leading back to the spiritual world, no one staying to teach him. Then somebody woke him up. Oh my God. So you, Srinivas, and he said yes. So I am Goswami. Ruben Sanatana told me that you will be coming, that so you should take initiation from Gopal Bhakta Goswami. Gopal Bhakta Goswami is uh, son of Bhattar, the head priest of the Ranganath Temple in Tamil Nadu, who personally was initiated by Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, and he went to Vrindavan as one of the six Goswamis. And Jiva Goswami said, I'm supposed to become your Siksha Guru. He'll give you initiation, I'll give you instruction. But there's two kinds of spiritual master. There's the one who gives initiation is one of those. He is also a Siksha guru for his disciple. He also gives instruction. He's normally considered a primary guru but in some cases are the exceptions. Then there are Siksha gurus who are instructing spiritual masters, who guide and help the Diksha Guru to get the disciples back to Krishna. There may be many of the Diksha Gurus. So now finally Srinivas Acharya, later he became given the title Acharya, Srinivas achieved His spiritual shelter. The way he was so eager and so determined to get a spiritual master, to get the guidance that he needed to get back to Krishna, is a good example for all of us. Sometimes we don't realize that how... I know I met some devotees who said that they were with Prabhupada, they saw him, they were getting his association, but they... they were delaying, you know, they weren't chanting 16 rounds, and then, or they were chanting, but they were thinking, I'll take later initiation. Then and all of a sudden, 1977, November 14th, Seven o'clock at night, Prabhupada went back to Gaudiya. And they were shocked. He's not with us anymore. Now, who's going to be my teacher? Who's going to initiate me? To get back to Krishna, we need to have initiation, not normally. Of course, some rare cases you can get back, but normally. Be sure about it, we should be initiated. But not just enough to be initiated. We should actually want to learn the science. Just that somebody's initiated, they don't learn from their spiritual master and his representatives, his Krishna consciousness. And that won't be very perfect. Robert called initiation of spiritual birth. So from birth we had to learn so much. It's important that we take as our priority how are we going to get proper shelter, proper understanding, proper development. Because people that take initiation are not little babies, they're maybe spiritually are, but materially they're adults, they're at least twelve plus, most people are new age already. It's up to them also to ask questions of the spiritual masters, to get the proper understanding about Krishna consciousness. You see, once we are under the shelter of a bona fide spiritual master, we offer our service to Krishna through the Guru, to Śrīla Prabhupāda, to the, the disciples succession, of to Krishna. That's the system. If I offer a service to Krishna, how do I know if he's accepting or not accepting? Maybe my service is not good enough, maybe he won't be accepting it. Maybe I'm offering it in the wrong way. You see, but we know that whatever Lord Brahma offers to Krishna he's accepting. So through the parampara, Each Guru accepts from his disciple. You know that we offer the Srila Prabhupada, that his disciples offer and he accepts. Then he offers to his guru. Offers to his guru. This way it goes up. So we need to get a link for the discipline succession to be sure that our service is accepted and gets there. Sometimes someone may offer service, and so the guru is there to guide who has to find the fault. You shouldn't do like this. Why your fingernails are dirty? I'm not finding you wrong. Whatever, he has to find out some faults, if there are any. If there are that's he doesn't have to find That's his, that's an unfortunate job that he has to be guiding and encouraging. When something is right, also he said, oh, it's very good, it's right. Those little words of encouragement we got from Śrīla Prabhupāda, they were so important. When he would say that something was good, you know, it was like a real confirmation, oh, okay, I did something right. And then he said that something wasn't pure. It was also very serious matter. The disciples are very much focused on trying to please the spiritual master. Some unscrupulous and not bona fide spiritual master, I we find in Bengal, one of our members of the Navhata told us that before they had a local guru, and the guru would visit the house, and they gave him a nice Krishna prasad. So what is it? Why you're not giving me fish? So no, we're going to the Hare Krishna Navhata and they told us that gurus should eat Krishna prasad. What? This is vegetarian, this is cheap food. Fish is expensive. You must give the best to the guru, good fish. They're demanding like this. So, I'm not going to come here anymore. If you go to this Hare Krishna, he ran off. So they joined. and said, you know, therefore we could see that he's not even vegetarian. He's not following. So some gurus are like that. They don't follow. They're they're, they're demanding them to serve. No Guru, he should be uh, practicing what he preaches. He said to he should be Rami Krishna Prasadam, should follow what we call sattvic-ahar, and satvik achar behavior and the bone goodness. Everything should be offered to Krishna. Like Bhagavan said, that, the life of our spiritual master its a transparent thing. Everything is dedicated in Krishna's devotional service. Krishna doesn't eat fish. So the Guru doesn't eat Krishna is have eaten fish and we will eat. He doesn't eat Somebody. vitamin. Someone else, maybe they're not able to be vegetarian, maybe they eat fish but they chant. It's alright. But so they're not claiming to be a Guru. But somebody, a Guru, or claiming to be a guru, then they have to practice. Acharya means they have to be a good example, they have to follow by their rules. You know that some people, it may take them time to be fully a vegetarian. We don't reject their service when you try to engage them. But to be a guru and take the responsibility for people's spiritual life, then you have to practice very carefully the principles of devotional service. So Prabhupada was such a person. We're trying to follow in his footsteps. Very difficult because his footsteps are so gigantic, but in a spiritual sense. We're trying to follow we're not imitating, we're trying to follow in his footsteps, follow his instructions. And this kind We're all dedicated like that to following in Prabhupada. You have to see who you are inspired by. You're not already initiated. Get some shelter, get some encouragement for your spiritual life. As you say, you may have one Diksha Guru, you may have many Siksha Gurus who are also guiding you. We need everybody's help, the, the older devotees, the older disciples, help the younger devotees, the younger God brothers, God sisters. It's a, it's a, everyone helps the Guru. Although he may be that, today we had initiation, some, some people took initiation and took that responsibility to serve the spiritual master and the spiritual master took the responsibility to guide and protect the disciples. But we need help. Especially now because there are so many disciples around the world that we take care of. In the future we need that you all become qualified and that many of you also become spiritual masters. In this kind we of envision that there will be thousands and tens of thousands of spiritual masters in the future. different parts of the world, different languages. Śrākāpād <laughs> ki. Jai. Śrākāpād Jai. Vūrpāram panār Jai. Nāgurpa Jai. Jai. imam. It's A little bit of a mix. Here we have also disciples of other spiritual masters. Too. So I want to for a spiritual family usually one takes from whoever they get more training and Instruction from if you have any questions on the topic tonight, please tell me. Rasna. topic today of today's verse, find it Indra and Narayana. If you want to ask me another question from Mahabharata or something, bring me the Mahabharata. Show me the verse. a Sikhsha Guru, everyone gets initiation like in the olden days. Now there's email, there's telephone, there's many methods, there's uh, jet flights. Someone gets to see the Guru. But in other old times, sometimes they may, they were initiated, then they were under the care of a Siksha Guru. Sometimes they never saw their Sikhsha Guru again. So just in practical terms that Siksha Guru was more prominent in their life, like someone if they don't see their father and they're under the uncle maybe, still the father's father but uncle is more, he's like a father for them, something like that, that kind of, but uh, or if the Guru may authorize. Someone that you can be under the care of the Siksha Guru, and whatever he says, take it as I'm saying There are different kinds of levels of Siksha Gurus. There are some who give us practical guidance on a day to day basis, but they're not like, we don't take them on the same level as the Guru, but they're also a kind of Siksha Guru. And there's someone who's actually considered like on the same level as the Diksha Guru. There's two kinds of six guru. So sometimes a guru may like, temporarily say that, okay, I'm not able to, uh, you're, someone say, maybe an African Prabhupada's not going there, he would write them a letter to be under such and such guidance of such and such devotee. Take him as your six guru. Few cases. Later on, ago, Guru, may I withdraw that? Okay, no, it's not your six Guru anymore, no, you don't get good sixa. Okay, there's a few cases like that, is it clear? if a person wants to take a shelter before that he thinks that he is not so committed or not so, not so serious so let me become more committed then let me take shelter at the same time there is another thought okay let me take shelter then automatically the commitment will come so which uh, which we should follow what is the clear uh, we need the Prabhupada, he was under shelter of his uh, spiritual master Bhakti Bhaktisiddhānta Saraswati Thakur for like 11 years. But he was never taking initiation. Because <laughs> he was always thinking that I should become, I want to if I take initiation I don't want to be like a burden for my spiritual master. I want to be pure I want to be so he kept trying to get pure and pure. Then some older god brother talked to him and said, Look here, you're never gonna be hundred percent pure. If you're hundred percent pure, you will need a guru then. We take a guru because we want to get purified. We want to get his guidance, his protection. So you just have to be up to a certain level that you're fairly sure that you're able to follow his instructions before taking initiation. That if you wait until you get 100% pure, then you're defeated. you defeated it. Then why not you take initiation to become pure? That's the whole point. Maybe you can get some for your answer to your So your question is probably somewhere in this. When Prabhupada really understood, it took initiation in Allahabad. It was in 1933? Last year was... Must have been 33, because last year was the centennial of Prabhupada's initiation. No. Seventieth anniversary. Seventieth anniversary. I went to Allahabad, and there the governor was there. At that time was, uh, was Shastri ji, now he's the Urugu so. governor. <coughs> Vishnu Shastri so. When we are this come, we made it like steps. Somebody has been around in the movement for around a year, or so they're fairly mature. Even if, not, if they not, if they have already the idea that I want to this person to be my future guru, then they can take the blessing of being an aspirant. They have to take the guru as a siksha guru who they're aspiring for having as their future diksha guru. It's like a pre-shelter, so they can start to develop more of a personal relationship with the spiritual master, start a correspondence. So and to develop a type of guru-disciple relationship. Then, if somebody chanting 16 rounds for six months, and they pass a basic exam, about uh, 13 questions of the philosophy, then then it's considered they want to take shelter of a guru, and they can take shelter. This is, this is before initiation. But this is considered like a trial for initiation. Now they act with the guru just like a uh, disciple. They're a disciple, but they're not initiated disciples. Both levels are, but the aspirant may be even more neophyte. If it's uh, shelter, considered more mature. So that's the time when they get to work out this kind of doubts, this kind of hesitations. We want to forget that because we don't know how long we're going to live. Also, we don't know how long the whole situation is going to be the way it is now. And suddenly, you, you know, locally, maybe there's no such support it's better to, you know, get all the spiritual support you can while you have the opportunity. You never know what the future holds. As we saw with Triniva's chariot, every step was a surprise. Being surprised was becoming the norm for okay? him. So, if somebody, what was that There's something in between, you know, you don't want to be... It's not that you're going to be 100% pure, it's not that you should be like completely uh, fallen. Obviously, you had to be, to get the issue, or to get even shelter, you have to be following basic four principles. Sometimes there's devotees, who um, they're like vegetarian but maybe they have to eat in a mess or something. In the mess they slip in some onions in the food. So like out of their own free will they have to eat onions. They don't really want to but they don't have any other alternative. So such people when it's like in a situation they're not really qualified for being initiated, but they're trying to do everything for initiation for six months. So we got them to get shelter if they want. But before they can actually take the initiation, then they should solve that problem. So like the shelter, we hope they get more support and more strength. You definitely some strength and comes by taking a spiritual commitments. I don't know if that answered your question. Okay. Thank you for watching our videos. Be sure to subscribe to our channel. We publish new videos every day, and don't forget to like and share our channel.